Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi there. Welcome to another Rahala Stapur. This week we're with Charlie Brooker. Um, yes, uh, it's a weird time at the moment. I hope you're all getting through it okay. Uh, we've had to cancel lots of gigs so uh, it makes it slightly tough for us to get through this, however long it's going to be. You can support us in lots of ways. Um, you can become a monthly badger. Go com slash badges. You can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash rkherring. You can subscribe to that Twitch channel, either paying some money or using your Amazon Prime free subscription to send us some money. Uh, there will be some stuff up there, if not yet, pretty soon. We'll start broadcasting some things. Um, you could just listen to the podcast with the ads in them. Uh, if you could listen to more than the, of those than usual, go back over the back catalogue or even just tell your friends to do that. That will provide us with some revenue, which we will need to get us through this difficult time. Now we've lost uh, lots of uh, your ticket money uh, and so much more. So um, we'll be fine. I'll be fine. Uh, there's lots of people to look out for uh, and do try and support your tribe and your community in whatever ways you can. 
as we try to get through to the other side of this living nightmare. Um, hopefully, if you're at home, the our podcast will provide you some fun and laughs uh, to help us to help you through. Um, and uh, yeah, if there's if there's any little things you can do in terms of going to go faster stripe, and you can buy all three emergency questions books for twenty quid, or you can buy a pack of trumps. All that money gets fed back into the podcast. If you buy some DVDs or downloads, that money goes to me. Um, I think I'll be okay to be honest, but um, we do have to look out for everyone. And uh, yeah, it's a weird time. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. It's a lot of fun. With and uh, great to get Charlie back on. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Rahala Stapha with Charlton Brooker. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who wishes he was still at school. It's Richard Herring! Hello! Forgot my book again, second week in a row. Terrible. Welcome to Richard Herring's Leotard and Slip trying on podcast. After the uh, after the success of last week's slip, a lady slipper trying on podcast. Thought I'd try on just just leotard with the women, the the unwashed leotards and slips of men or women. So it's fine, or women or men. Maybe it should have been the way that went. Around. And then uh, it's difficult to think of those. It's harder than you think. Uh, I was talking to Chalton and the Wheelies the other day. <laughs> Just literally turning into Peter Kay. It's all that's happening. It's not, there's, no, there's not even any artifice or Not even a satire of that. It's just it. It's just it. And Fenella the Kettle Witch calls it Rahulastapur. So it's that's... <laughs> Wearing a Me Too t-shirt, my guest... I guess I said, oh, is that a Me Too t-shirt? That's a bit weird. Uh, so... <laughs> um, it's a snooker base that you wouldn't understand. It hasn't had the kind of success with podcasts I've had since the last time he was on. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, 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 all that's happened to me this week, you'd think of the week since the last week's show, well, there'll be loads of things that happened. But um, this morning, I did a really long week. That is what, that's my news. <laughs> Like, really long. Honestly, I'd, I'd drunk a couple of uh, soft drinks. Uh, not as much as I thought, though. And I went to the Wii, and I was having a Wii, and I, it was going on. I thought, this is going on a long time. And it was constant. It was a constant, thick stream of urine. Not, there was no drips. It was just... I mean, it wasn't going to go over anything. It's those days have passed. But it was going into the toilet. And it got and it literally another minute and a half from when I thought this was a long Wii. It was still going strong never seen anything like it uh, if anyone could diagnose what that is let me know <laughs> it sounds quite bad it, that's good right that's a 52 year old man to be able to wee like that I was going to ring Norris McWhirter up get him to come and verify <laughs> you have to get him at the beginning so he can time it from the start and when he's alive as well that's the, you have to think so two those two things that's what makes it difficult so that's all that's happened to me this week but it's been alright hasn't it um <laughs> So look, let's crack on. We've got an amazing guest, returning guest. Seven and a half years since he was last on the first show. Fucking hell. Uh, and since I last saw him, although he did see the back of my head uh, when we both went to see a live action show of Bing. <laughs> which he made. 
he may talk about. I didn't see him, but he was watching the back of my head all the time, like a creepy man. He was. We were both there with our kids, so it was fine. Uh, he is probably best known as the pundit in the Games Republic with Trevor and Simon. <laughs> Who remembers that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Charlie Brooker. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Wet from the toilet. Oh. That's, all, that's okay. I like it. I like it. It was a good back of your head. It was that show. I was watching the football match for some of that performance. Were you? Yeah, because it was on in the afternoon at the exact time of I think England versus San Marino. It was the one we won five nil. The England won five nil in whatever the recent cup was. I'm not that into football, but it was. What you were watching it on there your was, phone? There was my. I put my phone on the seat next to me and watched about five minutes my wife said that is incredibly rude <laughs> now, I said, they're all in costumes they can't see <laughs> did you have to buy your kids one of those spinny things that they were selling I did didn't. you notice that I didn't see those what were they you didn't see those didn't all see the it. kids were holding these spinny I don't know what the fuck it was uh, it was like a spinny thing with oh, LEDs on it oh, that yeah, lit up yeah. and was modern no and my kids well it was my, only my daughter then I think and she was young enough not to understand that you get to be bought things Plus, you clearly theater. don't care. I don't care. You were, watching, <laughs> you were watching. You were near the front. I know. It was I was near the rude. back. I was like, what the fuck? It was on the seat next to me. It was fine. Okay. It was a good show. I think Pando, I think Pando should have been executed at the end. That's the, that's the, that's the only change I'd make. I like, don't know how hanged. many people have seen Bing. All of them. They're big fans of Bing. What's the matter with you? Are you all <laughs> paedophiles? Like, um, yes, they are. I love... Okay. Oh, that, oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, read the room. They um, <laughs> if I get them in here, they say that it's the world outside safe. That's, the, that's, that's why I do so many podcasts. <laughs> uh, well, I like the fact that Ben has a miserable time. Yeah. All the time. Well, like, every a... episode, he, like, pisses himself or he yeah. shits himself <laughs> or, like, he meets a neo-Nazi... I don't think that's happened. Um, he, the, have you seen the, the one where he kills a butterfly? Yeah, he's an evil little prick. He's, just... he's not I, evil. I still prefer him to Pando. Pando, I don't like. Bing is, has... There's yeah. something about Bing that's likeable. No, I don't like the fact that in Bing, that it took me a long time to work out that the adults were little yeah. in Bing and the children well, are big. You know, is that what's going on? It's not clear what's going on. They're, they're stuffed toys, basically, that look a bit like the animal that they're looking after. Yeah. Are the, the guardians of the children. Yeah. So there are theories that all the adults are dead or that all the kids are dead and that they're just living in some kind of, uh, you know, hinterland Dystopian. between. <laughs> I don't know. I, I assume it's a bit meant to be a bit like Peanuts. You know, like the Peanuts cartoons where yeah. you never saw the adults and they just went... Yeah. I'm not sorry. I don't have good mic technique. They talk like I. I assume it's meant to be like that, but I well, find you it... can see them though, and then they talk to them. It's nothing like that. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're little cloth toys. It's it's very strange, but enjoyable. And as I was telling you backstage, yeah. I'm slightly distracted constantly by the fact that Bing's dad, <laughs> yeah, flop, yeah, flop is voiced by Mark Rylance, who was yes. once in a film where you saw his penis <laughs> as he had unsimulated sex yeah. on camera. Just sex. <laughs> <laughs> if it's on camera, yeah. it's unsimulated well, it's, sex? It's still, it? it's still sex, isn't it? I mean, simu- 
It's just sex. I mean, sometimes I've had sim- simulated sex <laughs> off camera. Could you simulate? No, no, don't do it. How do you have simulated sex? I suppose you do if you're. Yeah. yeah. Why did I bring that up? I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> well, it adds a new dimension to Bing if it's you're imagining cause... flop. I mean, there it is. Badly named. <laughs> Bad things happen to Bing yeah. all the time. That the memory of that must be scarring for Bing. <laughs> well, let's move on. I since I haven't, my, the room is full yeah. of paedophiles. What's the longest? Uh, what's the longest wee you've ever done? Mine was about three. I'd say at least three minutes of constant weeing today. Is that possible? Well, I would have said before this morning. I'd have said no. Are you sure that? Jo- I would assume if you're weeing for three minutes. Yeah. I reckon it probably takes two minutes to empty your bladder. Yeah. After that, it's probably brain fluid. <laughs> <laughs> it could be semen. I might just have been really enjoying having. Oh. No, actually, there's not much. Not much I don't of that think comes semen out. Semen can come down that pipe. <laughs> no, not the is same. Is it time. like there's a there's a thing that's like a railway? There's a little. There is. There's a little divide. <laughs> Though some people dispute this. There's. I've, when I was, I did a book called Talking Cock and a show called Talking Cock, which is yeah. about this. And in order to keep urine away from sperm, because urine would kill sperm, if you, if you, sper- if you spunked Is up anyone, true? wee up them and you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> that's my advice. I don't think it is. That's what you have to do. don't know why I'm looking at you. You've never had sex. But anyway, um, if you ever just want to kill the sperm you've just wanked onto the floor, just wee. Um, Sometimes when I get someone back, we have quite a more in-depth kind of. It no, seems, this one seems more childish than last time. It, even could, than last time, you could, you could build a sort of uh, a circus of death <laughs> yeah. for sperm, couldn't yeah. you? You could, you could build a thing that you masturbate into, yeah. and then you just kill those sperm <laughs> by pissing on them. Like you could, or you could really test which was the great, the best sperm by having a kind of an assault course they had to get of urine that they had to get round. <laughs> And the ones that got to the end of that, without being getting wee on them, you could say, right, that's the that's you the boy. You get an egg. You let's, put him, let's, <laughs> let's put him in the test tube with an egg. Is it possible well to lower the tone? In this? <laughs> okay, this is very much how it started. Um, do you remember being the, the uh, Do you remember being the pundit in uh, Games Republic? I do remember being yeah. the public. It, weirdly, yeah. So uh, I did a. I did a thing the other week where I was talking to some people on a retro video gaming podcast. Okay. Which is... Uh, and they brought up Games Republic <laughs> with Trevor and Simon, so it's very present oh, in my it? life at the moment. <laughs> no, when I... W- it must have been... I remember that it was the... With, they were all filmed in one day, and it was the day that there was a solar eclipse, <laughs> which was like a weird harbinger <laughs> of doom. I had to... It was a show that was a bit like Games Master. Yeah. Starring Trevor and Simon, and they asked me on because I knew about computer games, and I had to dress as a—I had to dress as a monk, and I had to commentate on you know, Games Master. And I don't know how old everyone—actually, quite old. Yeah, they're old. The, so you remember Games Master? Yeah. Okay. Fucking that old. Um, and uh, so people would commentate on, like, kids would play Street Fighter or something like that. It was a bit like that. My job was to commentate uh, as kids played uh, video games, most of which I hadn't seen. So I didn't actually know what I was talking about. 
Um, and they were, they think they filmed about 32 episodes in one day. <laughs> and I, that my main memory is two things. One, that um, there was a solar eclipse yeah. about lunchtime and everyone was allowed to go outside and watch that. And the other was that uh, when they filmed the first episode, I think it was Trevor, rather than Simon, <laughs> yeah. came out and went, welcome to... There! Uh, like he read... They read something incorrectly off the auto cue and said, let's do it again. And they said, no, in the gallery. (laughs) And he had to continue, so I assume it went out. (laughs) Because it was so... They had so many episodes to film so quickly. Did I just spill water? Oh, no. I was talking. We bought these chairs. Uh, (laughs) It's expensive. Um, 1999, would that be? Was that the 99 solar eclipse? Was it, well, August, was it August? It, it may have been. I don't, I, don't, I don't log solar eclipses. Think, what I the see, fuck do you think I, I am? Think a I was, wizard? I, I, think <laughs> I, was, I think I was in Edinburgh. That's why I think I remember it. Um, good. That's all. I, that's all I wanted to ask you about. Okay. That's, that's all that's happened the last seven and a half years. So. Um, it has been quite an exciting seven and a half years for you since you were last on this podcast. It's, if you say so. Yeah. Well. Things have moved on. I was, I was inter- it's interesting to see people at them. It's the like part because I didn't see you at Bing, so it's the last time I saw you in the flesh. I think was in mm-hmm. this podcast. Yeah, and, and when someone's become very successful and gone on to you know something that's a worldwide smash, I'm kind of interested to see if they've changed or you know the episode of the young ones improved where, where they get <laughs> not improved. You know the episode of the young ones where they get rich uh, and and Rick Mayle go to his hair goes really up. His hair's really you know pushed. what? Yeah. I'm watching the young ones at the moment you? with my children. Are I'm you? making them watch the young ones, and we haven't quite got to that uh, one. Yet. I made them watch Bambi. Yes, that's the best. Which one. is season two, episode season two, episode one. Yeah, they watched that the other day, and the five-year-old. I thought, should he watch Vivian's head being knocked <laughs> off? And I decided, well, it's yeah. happened now. Um, so we haven't quite. Is okay. Rich the one where Vivian does a big fart? I can't is remember. Is that where he thinks he's pregnant? Is that might be. Yeah, I think it is. Right. I just really like when Rick Mail became rich, that is the the way they signified that was his hair was just really he was sort of his hair really what? up in the air. So I was hoping you would come and your hair would be really up in the air and you What's would have changed. What's my hair doing? I, never I know think what... it's about the same as like, I think yeah. it's a slightly higher in the air than it was last time you were here. I need a slight cut. Do you? Yeah. 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 I go and get it cut at a place now where they do uh, they do your ears. Okay. Where they stick a flaming bit of cotton wool in your ears. <laughs> yeah. Have you had that done? No. Oh, you should do that. I like to pull out. I pull out. I can still pull out my ear hair. No, you go to a place now yeah. and they say, "Do you?" <laughs> it was one of those. It was sort of one of those slightly cunty-looking <laughs> yeah. grooming rooms. Yeah. Which is a bit sounds a bit Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> but it was. Um, <laughs> but for hair. Uh, it's a Ted's grooming room. Yeah, okay, I've seen that one. That yeah. actually sounds sinister now that I say it out loud. And I got my hair cut. I have to say, it was a very good. Was it? it was a very good haircut. Yeah. But at the end, uh, the man said, "Like, do you do you want me to move?" I didn't hear what he said, and I went, "Yes," because yeah. of course I was embarrassed and didn't want to say what the fuck was that. Yeah. And he put a bit of cotton wool on a wire, and he dipped it in something, and he set fire to it, and then he went. On my ears. <laughs> wow. Set fire to all the hairs in my ears. That can't be good for you. <laughs> You'd think that, but then weirdly, once you've had a haircut where that's happened, <laughs> if they don't do that, yeah. it's... What's the point of that? Yeah. 
So you things have changed for you. That's, so that, we that, have, that was actually now yes, you get your ear head. Now actually, I think <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Burnt off. I have my ears yeah. burnt off on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Well, I'm, I'm glad to see you've changed. Um, it's been an enormous uh, success, Black Mirror, which we you started the last time you were on. But uh... well, I think so. Hang on. So I remember. So last time I was on, it was about seven and a half years yeah, ago. Yeah, 2012. I remember at the time, so my eldest kid yeah. <laughs> was a little baby at home. That's it was right. in the middle of a heat wave. I remember right, that as well. I was, te- I was terrified because it was the middle of a heat wave and I thought <laughs> that... You remember everything by where, what the sun was doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember it by degrees of paranoia. I remember thinking it's so hot... That he might die. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. You know, like because yeah. that, that's you spend a lot of time sort yeah, of worrying, time. especially with the firstborn. You spend a lot of time worrying. So I remember being feeling slightly guilty the whole time I was here, thinking, yeah. "What if it's what if he cooks? <laughs> because it's so hot. What if it's ab- so abnormally hot? He just cooks. Yeah. He didn't cook. It, he it didn't seem to affect your performance yeah. too badly. Um, that, that constant fear." But we'd done, we'd done some Black Mirror already, yeah. I think. Yeah, yes, yeah, we had. Yeah. Of course, it was 2012. 2012, so you'd done some, but it was still on Channel 4 then. It was still on Channel 4. Uh, and so, like, they'd switched to Netflix, which yeah. obviously... I mean, it's, we don't need to get into the whole mechanics of it. It was sort of slightly... Well, they cancelled us. Yeah. You Channel sort of 4 cancelled us. It was crazy, that. Yeah. You'd just done the one with John Hamm and everything, mm. and when they cancelled you... Well, that, they didn't that... really cancel us, they said. It was weird. We had a meeting where they said... Um, <laughs> It was the morning that we were showing the Christmas one that we did to the press, and they said, um, uh, "Okay, by the way, we don't really, we don't think we've really got the money to continue. To, go and get some money from the Americans, and you can continue doing this." But I tell you what, we are doing. We are doing this anthology show based on Philip K. Dick stories. So if you play your cards right, maybe you could write one of those. <laughs> and I'm not good in meetings, generally. Yeah. Annabelle, who's the co-showrunner, I always have to check with her yeah. what's going on. And I came out of the meeting going, I'm angry. Is that, <laughs> is that right? And she was like... Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, they basically effectively sort of cancelled us. Yeah. So, so... So we were quite aggrieved later on when we went to Netflix that there was some assumption that we just chased up, that they'd waved some banknotes at us yeah. and we'd gone, let's go and do this for the Americans. But really it was because Channel 4, Channel 4, who, uh, to be fair, also commissioned it in the first place and let's do it all. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But Netflix, Netflix... All of that. Well, no, it's interesting. Netflix seems like the... I mean, the, the, obviously the production values went up quite... St- I mean, you're making, like, movies... Every you know, they're making six movies a year sometimes with these things. They're, yeah, they're, they're like motion. You know, they're of that length. Some of them is, aren't they? They're ninety. Yeah, minutes. some of them are ninety minutes long. I have to be slightly careful sometimes that because I'm aware that there's a thing called streaming bloat. Have you heard of that? No. Streaming bloat. Yeah. Is when you're writing a show for a streaming network, and so when you're writing for like Channel Four, something like that, you know, uh, this has got to be forty-three minutes long to be an hour, and so you'll put in... I, I would literally write in end of part one, end of part two, and it was quite good psychologically when you're writing to think, oh, I only have to get up to the end of part one and then I can go and play yeah. on the PlayStation <laughs> or whatever. Um, on a streaming service, you don't have the restriction no. of a schedule, so um, you can get 
in the edit for any sort of hour-long drama you're doing on on a, on a commercial channel, on a broadcast channel, there's always a bit where everyone says, you can't possibly cut this bit out. It would be like losing a limb, but actually it usually improves, whereas you don't have necessarily yeah. that pressure. So... Um, so that's a long-winded way of saying, yes, yeah, some of them are... I tried to make some shorter <laughs> yeah. as well. But it, it doesn't really matter how long they're to come up with that many ideas. You know, when the pre... I mean, you did three in this last series, mm-hmm. there was a, a, the special, but the previous series of that, there was five or six, wasn't there? There was, there was six. We did two seasons of six, yeah. then we did... It just seems like an awful... And it's mainly you writing. You have to yeah. do... Yeah. So it's quite... It's quite a lot. Yeah, I no, mean, it's, it's not hard. a proper job. It's not like a milk round. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, who the fuck would do that <laughs> they've got to be a psychopath <laughs> actually do people still do milk they do have got a milkman yeah but now it's middle class isn't it <laughs> yeah maybe um, uh, I'm, I don't mean doing it in middle class <laughs> no, I mean right. having a, the milkman come yeah. to your house well I am middle class and I have milk is it organic mine. milk yes is it fucking like almond milk or something? <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's just milk it's, it's this a is cow, a trial now. it's a cow's milk <laughs> It's a cow's milk, uh, yeah. but it's organic. It's organic. My you wife wants cunt. it. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was really uncalled for. Oh, no, now I'm spilling the drink. Um, uh, no. So, sorry, why did I call you a cunt? It's fine, that? I liked it. <laughs> for drinking organic milk I... from cows that haven't suffered. <laughs> Beyond the milking. Yeah. Which I hope is rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That. No, so we did. Yes, we did two seasons of six. Then we did an interactive one. Yes, and then we did three because originally the interactive one was part of that. It was just one episode in a season. Yeah, if you see what I mean. And so we, but quite quickly, it became apparent that it was really long, <laughs> and that we couldn't do six episodes and that. If you see what I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it also had. So we. That's why we did three okay. again. Some people said we were lazy <laughs> for doing three. Oh, for fuck! Have you seen how much stuff there is to watch? Yeah, you should fucking thank us for only doing three. There's so much stuff to watch. No one's got time to watch it all. Well, because it's because it's it's not part of a uh, series. You know, mm. it's, they're all different. Aren't they? They're all standalone. So it's it is much more difficult than right. Once you've got something up and running, you've got the characters, it's a little bit easier to, to knock out a few of them, but you've got to come up... They're strong ideas each Hopefully, time. yeah. Well, it, although, I mean, it's... It is... It's difficult and it's, and it's liberating in that because, if, because you don't have to... Because you don't have to worry about an ongoing... So you don't have the thing of thinking, oh, shit, we introduced this whole thing with a fucking driving instructor <laughs> or whatever, in, like, episode one, I don't want to do that. I don't have to write that out. Um, so in that respect it's liberating and yeah. you can change the tone but you're right it's obviously a it's an, in terms of difficult jobs it's up there clearly with firefighting yeah <laughs> i mean very in many ways i like to think we are the ultimate heroes yeah the unspoken well, modest heroes the thing with the fire is it's real right and it's there and you know what you have to do to put it out so that's pretty easy pretty fucking brain dead <laughs> oh yeah spray water at it whereas <laughs> What you, do is, what you do is imaginary, and that's harder. You've got to imagine the thing. If they imagine had to, that. If they had to imagine, imagine the fires as well. You can't imagine, imagine a fire to death, can yeah, you? No. Okay, they've got it easy. You'd have to, um, A, imagine it happening, and then imagine it going out. That well, is you're really talking different. about an imaginary fire. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be an imaginary fire, and then they'd have to imagine a way for it to disappear. 
That's hard work. I was talking about a real fire. Well, even if it was a real fire, trying to imagine that out of existence, that's not going to (laughs) work. So what I'm saying is you're better than all firemen. No, I said that first. You're just agreeing. You're backing me up. And... Fuck those fucking cowards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is this one of those... This is one of those podcasts where occasionally it makes headlines, doesn't it? So if it's like that I said all firefighters are cowards compared to me, is that the sort of thing that... That is the sort of thing that I will just... That a cunt would take out of context (laughs) and run as a thing. Well, I'm going to be that cunt I'm going to take out of context and just run that as the podcast, just over and over again. (laughs) You go, me, go, Charlie, calm down. Shit, no. (laughs) Stop saying that over and over. What? Are you crazy? The firemen do a great job and the whip firefighters. Firemen, those fucking (laughs) stupid cosplayers. They're stupid hats. <laughs> so let's we talk specifically about we'll talk about some other stuff, but let me talk specifically about a few uh, episodes. Striking Vipers was mm-hmm. the game, the one where the guys started playing a video game. Yep. I'm very interested in ways that I'm allowed to cheat on my wife that aren't cheating. <laughs> so this was very I was very interested in this episode. Okay. Because is it cheating to have sex with your best friend if your character's in a video game while you're doing it? Well, that's the that is sort of crux the, that's of the, the crux whole. of the show. We did have a long debate yeah. when we were uh, working out what goes on in that episode as to whether they would actually ejaculate right. physically in the room. <laughs> and the, what we settled on was to dodge the issue. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty intense for those guys. They were actually having sexual intercourse with each other. <laughs> yeah. In a machine, though. It's just like wanking into a tube, isn't it? It's no. used their use in their imagination. <laughs> it's like wanking into a tube where your friend is the tube. <laughs> oh, so that's cheating now, is it? Also, you could boil all sex down to wanking into a tube <laughs> you if you want to be base. And I do. It's an interesting idea. That was a very interesting idea. So I like that. So basically, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. But you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Even if it's... Why are like, you... They weren't, sorry, why those are you guys, wanting to... Know, well, those on. guys weren't gay. and they, So they're not... They weren't gay, but they, they were having sex, heterosexual sex within the game. Yeah. So, you know, if I was... Uh, um, you know... Say, for instance... <laughs> if I was to say, bum Stuart Lee uh, through... <laughs> Through the internet, my wife couldn't be upset about that, could she? I mean, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be appalled and disgusted. I'd, I'd be the worse off from that. How has it come about? I mean, he would, he would be bumming me. Let's face it. <laughs> I know my place. Do you have you ever played a computer? Have you ever played a computer game together? Uh, no, he wasn't ever. Maybe we did. He like, quite. I bought. Did, uh, he, did, did he critique the computer game <laughs> at length? <laughs> I bought, when I lived in his house for a little while, I, I mm. bought a, I bought a, like a, it must have been a PlayStation or something, and I bought a Spider. He liked Spider Man, so I bought a Spider Man game for him to play, and he never played it because he likes the comics of Spider Man. Not... To impress, him. I as a little sort of, I thought he might enjoy playing that if I because I was staying at his house for free. I thought you know, let him play, and he never even played it. No. I wasn't interested. Jesus Christ. He was never interested. In, I mean, I, was sort of, I wasn't that interested in video games. 
It's interesting. I, I, I was listening to Adam Buxton's podcast with you, which I wish I hadn't, because I wanted to talk about all the same things as he did. Uh, but we talked about shitting a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I've got lots more to say. Good, about that's that. good. Uh, but although we, you know, we, I guess guys of our of our generation all have the same experience. Old men. Well, but we are almost like it's almost identical. All the stuff of the get video games, the obsession with nuclear war. You know, mm-hmm. playing your first. Everyone remembering playing their first either TV connected little video game mm-hmm. ping of pong or playing space <laughs> ping, ping, or ping, pong. ping or pong <laughs> <laughs> or ping pong um, space I remember playing Space Invaders at the Cliff Hotel yeah. you know my friend Phil Fry I've never been taking, to the Cliff Hotel you, know, you should go down there it's good okay. in Cheddar uh, so all those things are the same but I, I, but I sort of it got, it got too complicated for me I nearly failed my O levels because I was playing football manager Kevin Tom's football manager Kevin Tom's yeah, yeah. I've emailed a him a couple cut <laughs> that's what the young folks say isn't it? Yeah. it's a deep cut Do they? rather than it's obscure yeah. sad reference <laughs> a, that's a deep cut I've been in touch with Kevin Tom since have you more recently yeah because I've mentioned him a couple of times so he's emailed me and uh, he sent me a, he sent me a sim- simulator of football manager it's not as, as good as I remember it being right. but football manager games became too complicated for me and so did video games I'm into pinball which you're into well you've mm. got a pinball machine what pinball machine have you got Shall I lord it over you here? Yeah. I've got two. That's, that's they're both the Netflix. Broke, they're broken at the moment. Oh, I've got the Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah, that's a good Pinball one. machine. And the Simpsons Pinball Party. Okay. But they're both broken. Adam's family. My children! Adam's family is the best one. Yeah, that's meant to be a very... No, I think you'll find the Twilight Zone is the best I one. I prefer Adam's I like the Twilight Zone's okay. Yeah, but thematically it's I mean, better. it's good for you. Yeah, but bit... the Adam's family is based on a film where everyone's dead and... Like... <laughs> Doesn't I've never seen the film with the pinball machine. I think the I genuinely think the Adams Family pinball is the greatest achievement of mankind. <laughs> I genuinely I genuinely believe that the synthesis I of all those things that. coming together is the perfect game. It's a, ma- a pinball machine is an amazing thing, uh, and that's the a perfect pinball, pinball machine, machine. Is a brilliant thing yeah. to sort of it's a it's a it's extremely extravagant thing. Yeah, like to exist, isn't it? Yeah. It's pointless. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's the uh, pinball-related people, people, like, people don't like pinball so much anymore. All right, let's talk about other more uh, Black Mirror. Um, well, uh, well, let's talk about Bandersnatch. I wonder, with Bandersnatch, this is the role-playing, the one where we're not role-playing, the one where you could choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went through every, every single possible, plausible way to find out everything that could happen, I yeah. think. Um, yeah. Was it... <laughs> it must have been quite complex to write it and did you have lots of stuff that you had in that show that didn't make it into that final yes and yes so originally the way it was written was um so we started out and i had we were trying to come up with a storyline on a flow chart which we were drawing on a whiteboard and then I was like, oh, we need a bigger flow chart. There must be some software that does a flow chart that you can do on a computer and you can zoom out. We looked into that and then it's like, oh, no, hang on a minute. I want it to be able to remember things you've done. And so I had to learn this programming language called Twine, which is relatively straightforward in terms of it's like HTML or something like that. So it's, I used to do HTML in the 90s. Mm. So it was sort of relatively straightforward in terms of that sort of thing. But it did mean that I had to write... When you're writing a script, it's helpful to write the outline of the story first. And so I wrote the story 
outline first in twine, and it would crash when I tried to run it. That was the first sign that I shouldn't have bothered. Um, because it, it crashed, and then I started writing the, the, the script in that, and it got more and more complicated. And what was weird is usually when you're writing a script, you all know this, you're writing a script and it's sort of like, um, sometimes you hit a point where you get into it and it gets longer and longer. Mm. And this got sort of longer uh, horizontally right. as well as uh, vertically. And that was a bit strange. And I was sending emails to Annabelle, who's the co-showrunner, going, yeah, it's got sort of fatter. And I don't think she understood <laughs> what the fuck I was on about. Um, and originally, the one thing that frustrates me about... Weirdly, a lot of my original coding that I did, ended up in the final thing, because Netflix are so fucking clever. They invented this whole bit of software that we could sort of literally kind of import my code and the script into that we could then drop video clips into. So some of the stuff that plays on the service is actually based on little logic fucking gates, effectively, that I was setting up. Um, But originally it had a puzzle that was much more central to the whole thing. It was more. It was structured like an escape room. So the idea was you'd get stuck until you solved a central puzzle. But we did some testing, and it turned out people didn't understand <laughs> the central puzzle at all. So we had to sort of lop it out. Okay. And so that slightly meant that people wandered around a bit looking for the exit. Yeah. Near the end. But then that's I. I'm like anyone. You only ever see the fucking flaws and problems and things that you do. Well, it was it was an ambitious. It worked well. It, it worked was... like quite magically in terms, like technically as well. Like, like I was very pleased with how it all uh, functioned as well on the on the platform because it's basically a, it's a film and a game that's running on something that isn't a console, yeah. basically. And so it all worked quite magically. That was quite it was actually quite moving to the geek <laughs> in me when it. Then when I saw it working for the first time, I was like. Oh. Because I assumed it would have a big gap, like sort of FMV games of the nineties. Yeah, that's quite a that's a very old man thing to say. <laughs> as well, isn't it? We're old men. We're allowed to say old men things. Yeah, right. We're seven and a half years older than we were seven and a half years ago. What's the thing you do that you realise is very old mannish? Um, I mean, like forget everything that's happened. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. I can watch programmes like if, about if. Six months later, I can watch the same program again. Mm-hmm. I can't remember anything that happened. That might be having young kids, though. Yeah, no, there's that. Yeah, so it's hard to know whether I've got Alzheimer's disease or just children. <laughs> Interchangeable. Which is preferable? <laughs> well, at least there would be, you know, a medical diagnosis would at least... You'd get more sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. No, so it was, it was, a, but it was, an, it was a very... Um, it was a weird thing to work on and I was I was also pleased that we for something that was like this big sort of because and then and, and to be and Netflix said to us oh you've got to be they wanted it to be very experimental and us to try lots of things that they hadn't done before with their and I was pleased that you'd think really that if Netflix were doing this big interactive movie for grown-ups that it would be a bit like a Bond movie yeah. or something like that instead the centrepiece of our thing was really somebody going into a WH Smith <laughs> and buying a computer game in 1984 while Kajagoogoo is playing 
on the in-store stereo. So I was quite pleased yeah. that we managed to make things that mundane. And they, they set up, like, the shop in various places around the country. I saw one in uh, yeah. uh, London Bridge or somewhere like that. There was one They in the, did, the yeah, they parts. set one up. That was actually, like, the, the, like going onto the set of the, the fake WH Smith was probably one of the best experiences I've had on set, actually. It? it was sort of a perverse level of, like, <laughs> that's like being God, isn't it? Like, I wish WH Smith still existed, like it did in 1984. <laughs> I don't care about the story. <laughs> Just make that happen. It would be a an interesting thing if that was the first thing that sprung to mind I can do anything I'll make <laughs> I'll make W. Smiths go Dare back to how dreams. he used to be <laughs> and that's all I can think of it was good though it was good yeah, it's all yeah, well, it, it, well, I was pleased with it I was yeah. pleased with it okay. I never I mean I, I never know Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, it's, but it's weird because you obviously were a TV critic and you were a sort of fan of comedy before you did comedy or you were someone who watched comedy and yeah. was critical of it, shouted at the telly sort of thing. Is what, what do you hear about you? I was probably a... more jealous of comedy than critical of it. Right. So I was probably more critical of other things that I would watch and I think I probably tended to be a bit more guarded when I was... If I was writing TV columns about comedy, I probably tended to be a bit more cowed by the fact that it was like people doing things I probably wished I could do. Yeah. But, you know, but you know what being a fan's like as well. So I think with the fans of Black Mirror, uh, it's, it, they're hard to please, right? So I think, that, you know, there'll they'll, they'll be ones where the, the fans are, le- are less happy with that. I happy don't know, but it's weird because... I think it's weird because each episode is different. It, it is the case that you get people who are specific fans of specific ones and yeah. so it's sort of like we're, we're slightly inoculated against that whenever people say oh you've done it like we got some sticking that we did we did one recently that 
uh, where we did what we had we did an episode that had Miley Cyrus in it. Yeah. And some people were like, "Well, this is like a Disney movie <laughs> version." And I'm like, "Well, why are you fucking sharp?" <laughs> <laughs> and well, we're, we're, the point is, we're we're always trying to do something that's a little bit different yeah, to yeah. the last episode. So, so you're wrong, not us. <laughs> Well, people aren't going to like everything, but that's... I think it's one... But when you get fans like that of a... Mm-hmm. It happens with comedy, it happens with sci-fi, and yeah. this is sort of bridging those two worlds a little bit. I know it's not really a, a, a full-on comedy show, mm. but there's certainly comedy elements in it. But comedy fans and sci-fi fans are very protective of... Yeah. You know, and I've, I've experienced that when, you know, those old comedy forums that kind of sprung mm-hmm. up in the late 90s, that, we, you know, they, if they like you, then one day, and then they turn against you. And I've experienced that from the other side, because, that I, you know, I would, I would have been the same with... When the young ones tried to do something, when Rick Mail did the New Statesman, I was you were like, what, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you work with those guys and do a traditional sitcom?" I know exactly what. Weirdly, because it's the, that Rick Mail's been on my mind because yes. I've been watching the the young ones with my kids, and he's so fucking brilliant, isn't he? In the like in the yeah. young ones in particular, it was like I was I I find it quite weird how many, not just the words but the sound of the words that I remember. The whole, hands up, who likes me, was the one we saw the other day. Um, and it's, that's, that's a bit weird, because I hadn't seen it for a, probably at least a decade, yeah. when I realised how many things they say in that that I still say today, yes. which is my sort of go-to for being funny around the house. I've just stolen from a show yeah. when I was young. <laughs> Well, I think for again for our generation, it was such a massive. That was our Monty Python, you know. That was that was the that was it was sort of punk and it was comedy and it. Do your kids watch YouTube a lot? Um, they, my daughter started to watch. There's a kids YouTube, yeah. So she started. Did she watch that little fucking cunt unwrapping (laughs) presents? (laughs) She hasn't found that yet. There's a there's a little. That's not the name of the channel. There's a kid called Ryan, right? If you Google him, he's like one of the richest people on earth. (laughs) But I'm not even joking. Um, He unwraps presents on YouTube. He's seven, eight years old. Uh, His parents started this channel, and now he's got his own range of toys that he unwraps and sells. (laughs) And we went on holiday... uh, and our five-year-old suddenly said, from the back of this car we'd hired, can we go to Target? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> can, we go to, can we go to Target? I was like, how do you know what Target is? <laughs> Ryan, Ryan's toys are on sale in Target. Wow. Can I get some of Ryan's toys <laughs> from Target? Can I get some of... And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he immediately was like... Um, they watched Ryan unwrapping yeah. toys. So that was why I started showing them things like the young ones, like a desperate old man. Like, yeah. you don't have to watch somebody unwrapping fucking toys. <laughs> and the other day, so as I understand, I think legally this is all right to say, Ryan, uh, I read... You've called him a cunt. I think you can say anything. <laughs> okay, to be fair, to be fair, Ryan isn't a cunt. Okay. It's society. (laughs) It's the the system surrounding Ryan as a country. So, um, because Ryan is seven. Yeah. He doesn't know. 
Right, but there is a dead look in his eyes as he's pitching his own products with his own face on, <laughs> which he wasn't when he was a... He was pretty much fucking pitching things as he was being born. Yeah. Basically, as far as... There's one video early on where he's got a temperature... And his parents are running around going, oh, Ryan's too ill to do a, a podcast, like a fucking video today. How ill is he? And they managed to spin a good ten minutes out of him having a fever. Um, uh, but, uh, no, so I, I saw a thing saying uh, that said, Ryan's toy review is being... Uh, is under investigation by some American, like, standards, whatever it is. You know, like, basically, uh, that he's been promoting... Things uh, and not declaring the payment. Okay. For declare, I mean, it's obvious. <laughs> you watch it for ten seconds. Like, hey, today we're at fucking Disneyland, and <laughs> wow, they've given me this huge hotel room for no reason. Um, <laughs> and so I walked into our, and uh, our five-year-old was there, and I said with delight, I said, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> I see Ryan's in trouble with the police. <laughs> and he was... The, prob- the problem was he was immediately, like, upset and shocked. I was like, what? Why? And I said, well, because... And then I had to sort of, like, back down a bit and go, oh, it's to do with the sort of... It's like a commercial thing. And he went, well, is he going to go to prison? <laughs> No, they don't worry. They don't, they don't put children in prison. They don't put children... Um, you, you can still open presents in prison, though. That would still work. <laughs> <laughs> the people who created uh, Baby Shark are worth $90 million. They're are coming. they? Yeah, the, you know the Baby Shark? Baby Shark. Well, to be fair, it's fucking catchy. Yeah. Why are you so bitter about it? I'm not bitter. I'm just amazed. I'm just amazed. Are they worth 90 billion? Did you say billion? Billion, million, 90 million. But who are they? Just I think it's like a fan. I think it's another American family. Like I think they have cartoons all around that. The first time my daughter, which was just when she couldn't really speak, she started singing that. But she was singing Christmas Shark because it was a Christmas version of it. And we couldn't understand what the hell she was talking about. She said, no, you got it got, wrong. Do it properly. She was really angry. She was we go, what, Christmas sock, sack? Christmas sock? Christmas sock? <laughs> We'd never heard it. That's how I was introduced they to it. They talk such fucking shit, don't they? Yeah. Little children. Like, um... My, uh, actually, so um, my, I've, got two, the, the, I've got two boys, yeah. five and seven. The seven-year-old is much more into sort of video games, actually, than... He'll watch, uh, like, he'll watch Dan TDM, who I approve of. Okay. And he'll watch FGTV, have you seen this? It's a family game. They're quite, I approve of them. Okay. But I had to do a whole, because I did a thing of walking in like a grumpy old man going, what's this rubbish? You're all watching these idiots. These people are idiots. You should be watching old things on television. Like me. You should be watching old people's things. Why can't you watch a programme, an old programme with things that I understand? And, and I remember sort of saying, these people are idiots and idiots and scum and they're horrible. And then they looked so, well, not scum, well, I probably did call them scum. Um... <laughs> And they looked kind of wounded, and I yeah. thought, oh, actually, maybe I should... Actually, I've just walked here. I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> sort of like, but I'm a cunt. So I've sort of... I, I sat down and, and actually sort of yeah. thought, oh, I see why you're 
I, I see what you're getting at. This actually, these people are quite. In, this is not like me to say. <laughs> these people are quite engaging and creative, and you're just playing a computer game and chatting. And actually, it's quite nice. Yeah. And you, you're fun and wholesome. And <laughs> I approve. And so I did turn round to my kids and say I was wrong. Wow. Mm. What did they say? We didn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> they probably said, "Shut up!" I'm trying to watch <laughs> this. Fucking FGTV filling up. I don't like the ones where you get a YouTuber who like fills a fucking swimming pool full of balls or something. Have you seen that? Ah, I'm they really build a giant. This. Maybe I'm just a terrible parent. Well, like they haven't really. We've been quite good at restricting them. For we just like don't put the internet on the iPad, so they can't really get into. Any I haven't done any of that. Uh, the internet's on every device in our house. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it really is, and, like, I can't... I, can't. Like, I, I, I act them, like I'm helpless to stop them. If you let them... You know, you, they'll be watching something if, you get the, if they're on the internet, and then suddenly you go, what the hell is this thing you're watching? And Why are you be... watching this alt-right guy? Yeah, it's like... it, it goes into... You know, they go into, like, really weird foreign programmes that you can't... You know, they can't... When well, they're little on, bit... all right, Mr. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds to me like this would broaden their minds. <laughs> Not this wit like this foreign mother. <laughs> They're watching these foreign swarthy men. <laughs> what's, what's the matter with you? British shows for British kids. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> when you, you were could, actually the terrible thing is yeah. you could market a very racist nationalist kid show for kids in this yeah. day and age, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, it'd be great. Let's do it. <laughs> It is actually, I mean, yeah, maybe you could. Tommy Robinson's Bing. <laughs> Tommy Robinson's, that sounds like a little kid's character, doesn't he? Tommy, little Tommy Robinson running through the dell. He does, he, he definitely sounds friendlier than he is. <laughs> He's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, he is terrifying. I have the same reaction when I... I assume, because, like, so I just assume he would put my, my wife and kids in a death camp. So, I like, which I also believe of Morrissey. Yes. So, <laughs> if I go, I go running occasionally now, and it, I've got, like, old, like, playlists I've set up, and if the Smiths come on, I'm immediately thinking, oh, so you'd put my family in a death camp. <laughs> Which goes actually with the, the family in a death camp. <laughs> I know, why not? It's fucking serious. <laughs> um, sorry, I don't know how I got onto that. <laughs> we, did a, we did a Black Mirror where it hinged up that at the end it plays a Smiths track. And right. afterwards I was reading about how alt-right Morrissey has gone and I was like, oh, he's probably got lots of money and then out of the clearance we had to pay him. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Oh, well. <clears throat> but it's, that's, a, that's a thing that I, you worry as you get old that yep. that happens to people that you know and that you're nearly the same age I as. I don't know many people who've gone like Morrissey. Not as bad as Morrissey, but increase, people just start, it just starts edging that way towards. So that all these people say, oh, Brexit, it'll be fine in five years' time because all the people who voted for Brexit will be dead. But no, because all the people who were five years younger and hadn't gone mental and right wing yet. Will have gone mental and right wing, and now be Brexit. That's not. It's not how it works. It's not like every, people get older and they get more right wing and weird and start 
you know, it's, it's sort of unbelievable. You'd think Morrissey would just keep his mouth shut because of who his fans are. I don't think people got as right wing as they are now. I don't. I think. I think people would be politely racist. Yeah, wouldn't they? In ye olde days, <laughs> people would sort of say, "Well, I'm here." They, they like older people would have been politely racist in private, probably. Yeah. Whereas now they're trying to monetize it <laughs> as a brand. Yeah, and just being a cunt. It's all right, isn't it, to be a cunt? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it's a it's a it's a viable career, but <laughs> but and how one that, that I intend to move into. I know it's I don't know, it, but you know it's because is it me right or have the cunts <laughs> been rolling a six <laughs> for about five years? <laughs> cunts have been rolling a six. I had Frank Cottrell Boyce on uh, in Liverpool, who's the guy who, wrote, who co-wrote the opening ceremony to the Olympics, which mm-hmm. obviously... And I, I had a theory with him that they, all the cunts saw that and thought, right, we're not having this. <laughs> and so I'm blaming Frank Cottrell Boyce for the way things have gone, because he's just made that, it too nice. Or it's the Hadron Collider yeah. that they switched on. Yeah. And some cunt rays came out. <laughs> um... But cunts have been rolling a six. Yep. So I keep thinking, well, the cunts will stop rolling a six. They can't, I mean, they can't. Which is the gambler's fallacy, isn't it? You can't, but also, eventually, the problem is that every time the cunts roll a six, they get a bit, eventually, they can steal your dice. Yeah. That's the grim <laughs> end to that. Well, analogy. it may be, if, you know, if we're, in a, if we're in a multiverse, we just happen to be in the, in the universe where they are, where it's just all falling their way this last six well, years. That sounds like a comforting thought to yeah. have, as we're so, fucking led to the gulag. So, <laughs> but in most... This is just, in another universe, in a, I'm fine. <laughs> it's all all right. In an Ed infinity. And he's like in fucking infinity. five minutes just, just this one. Mm. Just, well, it's like a, a series of things happened that were all about 50-50 and it all went slightly the wrong. Every little decision... The keep rolling yeah, your six. Yeah, it just it's, went... It's, just, just, it's that simple. Yeah. You've got a loaded dice. It'll, it'll, it'll probably turn out... It's good for you, isn't it, when it goes wrong? No. <laughs> no, it isn't. It isn't. And I remember being... So we both grew up, as we've established, we're both traumatised by growing up in the 80s. Yeah. When you'd sort of think, oh, it's going to be a nuclear... Oh, I've seen threads, there's going to be a nuclear war. And then you'd watch something like Spitting Image and think, oh, it's all right, there's adults who think this is all crazy, and so it's a bit, that's a bit comforting. But I remember when we did, we did a 2016 end-of-year show, and I nearly didn't do it, because I thought this is too depressing to do. And also, I was in the position of thinking, oh, I'm in the position now of being the person who's doing the thing, the, the funny, satirical thing on TV that reassures people, and I'm fucking shitting my pants. <laughs> um, so, oh dear. It's a yeah. bit like that moment when you realise that teachers are busking it and all adults are making it up <laughs> as they go along. It's like a profoundly disturbing moment. Yeah. Um, when you realise there's no help, yeah. or God, That's or true. reason... So, actually, um, let's keep it light. Well, <laughs> we will do, but I would just say, on the nuclear war issue... Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. What? No. Did you not see the news today? Oh, is it all... Is Gorbachev, all who's still alive. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, I saw that, yeah. Says, oh, it's really fun, this might be a nuclear war. Yeah, well, I think there will be. I mean, there definitely will be. Oh, well, that's... Well, that's nostalgic. Yeah, well... <laughs> 
If you just think about it, there's been so many times when it's nearly happened by accident. There's the mm. one where the Russian guy just went, oh, there's nuclear bombs coming. This, what I'm doing now is not going to sound good. No, it's all right. Podcast, that's okay. I'm unscrewing a bottle with okay. my teeth. That's having virtual reality sex with... <laughs> He's sucking off Chris Morris in another room. <laughs> when you think about it, like yeah. there's going to be an accident, like when, when the Russian guy was... There was some... What's the, there was something where they thought the... the, the, the the missiles were coming from America, and the guy said, "Yeah, I'm not going to do it because why? Also, if it's happening, if you're that guy, you shouldn't do it because they're there as a deterrent. If someone attacks you, there's no point in attacking them back. It's already happened. So it'll give the humanity. I don't chance. think we're the best nuclear strategists. <laughs> but <laughs> all it's, you know, but five years ago, I thought like all it takes is one. No, it's going to happen in a hundred years. Either there's going to be an accident, yeah. or somebody mad is going to take over a country with nuclear weapons. Well, that's which happened. yes, exactly. So. You know, that, that's, we've seen it happen within five years. It's definitely going to happen by the but end of the century. But it's weird how quickly you get sort of used to that, isn't it? Yeah. In a frog sitting in a boiling pan of water sort of a way. <laughs> like, I remember I had a real, I think, probably around Christmas 2016, I had a proper sort of, like... That was when... So Trump, it was just before he, he took office, wasn't it? He'd been elected, but it was, he was the president-elect... And he started yammering on blithely about nuclear missiles. And I had a proper, like, this is it sort of moment. And now I kind of have a false sense of calm about it, because that was two years ago, and he hasn't actually destroyed the world yet. yet. So I think, oh, that'll never happen. When we try to get two him out. years, when yeah. we try to get him out at the end of the next two years. Oh God, yeah. I mean, he will clearly. I mean, what the fuck is he going to do in twenty twenty? <laughs> Actually, why are we talking about something so bleak? <laughs> okay, let's talk about something else. Uh, when you were, <laughs> when, when no, you were, gone away. When you were born, <laughs> when you were born, your umbilical cord was wrapped around your neck. Let's talk about that. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah, I had the, the, the... So I think... So I've got a phobia about vomiting. Yeah. And my little theory, not being an expert in anything, <laughs> is that that's because I, because I was... Apparently I was being choked when I was being yeah. born. It was like... Ah, ah, ah. And I'm sure that's why I, I don't like the thought of spewing. Yeah. Or being strangled. It seems... You seem to take quite an affront to the well, idea of dying. body... Which is effectively a bit of intestine, yeah, isn't, it's it? Weird, the isn't it? Umbilical cord. Did you cut the umbilical? cord? I did cord the first it? time. The second time, I was, um, it was. I was too. It was the second one was really fast, and there was right. no staff, and I nearly delivered the baby myself. Fucking. It was up, in the okay. hospital, but they were overworked. Right. It was. It was the full. It was a full moon, and mm. all the hospitals in London were full of people giving birth, and they said that's a thing on a full moon. People, people give birth more often. And there was, there were, they kept on not examining my wife because if they did, they'd have had to find a room. You know, if she was dilated enough, they'd have to do something about it. What, so if so they, they walked did... in and went... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so if they didn't look, it was okay. And then finally, she was going... I, I was going, oh, it, you know, I was... She was very insistent on getting drug, the drugs and everything, mm-hmm. which we'd had the first time. Uh, and... That's it. And I was going, yeah, no, I'll make sure you get that. But, you know, they know what they're doing. They won't, they won't let you get this. And finally, she went, can't find them. And I couldn't find anyone. And I was running around the hospital looking for someone. I finally found someone. They came up and they came back. And she was sort of crowning in the waiting oh, area. Oh, okay. It was the middle of the night. And then they had to find, they had to take it down to try and find somewhere to deliver the baby. We had to go in a lift, but they weren't allowed to go in the lift until they found another midwife in case she gave birth in the lift and the lift broke. So we were waiting. She was wheeled into basically a cupboard. 
and gave birth so fast without drugs. And I was just thinking, fuck, fuck, she's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. <laughs> and it came, it came out, it came out so fast. It was terrifying. She was, she was amazing. Uh, and I just couldn't. I, I, they so said, you, you want, didn't bother? They said, do you want to cut the cord? And I went, no, I don't want to go near my wife because she will kill. If she, she grabs hold of those scissors, she'll stab them into my face for what I've let her go through. She was so insistent on not feeling the pain. I'm so glad I've never had to give birth. It looks awful. It's, it's, ter- it's, the t- it's terrifying. My, the first, my daughter, I was just hallucinating watching it. Uh, I, when it, her head came out, when I first looked, it was that big, and then it was that big, and then it was that big. And I don't think her head changed size. I just think... <laughs> no, but not like that. It was like, man, it was like, I was going, fuck, it's like bigger than a ba- sort of medicine ball. And then, oh, no, it's... It's tiny, it was big and white, and then it was tiny and black, and then it was normal size. <laughs> I, I was really halluc- I think I was hallucinating, or, or my daughter's some kind of superhero. Well, no, don't their heads change? They do, just they, they come squeeze out. through. Yeah, like, they don't get the bigger. They don't come like, out like a basketball. No, but they sort of can squeeze their faces yeah. with the rest of their head. But why are we talking about this? <laughs> um... Both of ours were caesarean. Oh, were they, yeah. So it was like a magic trick where they put up a sheet. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and the first time... The first time uh, I remember being worried that uh, having never really cared about children or babies or even been... Because they were unknowable. They were like cows... That, you know, they sort of just like people before people would go, look yeah. at my baby, and you think, <laughs> um, you know, I just sort of didn't get them on yeah. some level. And I was worried that I might be a bit like that. And then they did the thing where they put the sheet up, but they'd pumped my wife so full of drugs <laughs> that when they brought the sheet down and they said, here's the baby, I was the one going, <laughs> and she went, I need a bowl, I'm going to be sick. And she was just like, <laughs> She was like vomiting as I was holding this baby, yeah. like I was in the Lion King, and this was <laughs> an amazing moment. If it was a real magic trick. They'd bring up something else other than a baby. That way, they say the second time they'd brought up what? Just, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Can we borrow your watch? <laughs> <laughs> it's fixed. Um... How did we get on? The match, I don't know. Because you were born with an umbilical cord around your neck. Yes, I was born with the umbilical cord around my neck. That's a again. A, what the fuck are you? What's... <laughs> it's an interesting start. Then there's like when you when you're born. There's someone who was born up a tree. There was like a big flood, and then you're born up a tree. You know, that's quite. It's an unusual start to the. Sorry, no one's <laughs> ever born up a. There was tree. a big flood in Africa somewhere, and there's a you know there, a woman gave birth in a tree as the floods were underneath the. What. Well, what do you get? You don't stop giving birth because there's a big flood, do you? So there's a flood. She managed to get into a tree, and then she gave birth to a child in a tree. Who? Some woman. <laughs> where? Somewhere where there was a flood. Sorry, what's this got to do with me? <laughs> it's not my fault. Interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting start to your life, isn't it? I was born in a tree. I was born nearly strang- I nearly strangled myself to death as I was born. Okay. That's a very Charlie Brooker thing, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I was tried also... to escape this life. I know what's coming. <laughs> ah, right. ah, don't, don't I was, it, I was born this. in Reading. Yeah. That sort of takes the edge off it, doesn't it? <laughs> Reading. You knew the life you're going to lead. That's, that's a Black Mirror. Everything's a Black Mirror episode, right? Uh, Everything. Is. Well, no, they say that. Yeah. Which is good. It's been good that 
in terms of as the world has got weirder and the news has got weirder, uh, people started going, oh, it's all a bit Black Mirror, about all sorts of things. Not just like if Toshiba would announce a fucking robot chair that licks your bum clean. (laughs) Tell me more about this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Toshiba have... Do you think... You know those Japanese toilets? Yes. Have you... I've Jeff Lloyd talked about them, but I haven't used one myself. You've not used one? No. So a Japanese toilet, which is a bit like a robot. Yeah. You're sort of shitting into a robot's mouth. Yeah. If a, if a toilet swallowed, made a swallowing noise, would you... How would you feel about that? If you had a swallowing toilet... <laughs> you're right with it. Went, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went... Yeah, it would, ah. <laughs> and then it would say in this day and age it would go it would be like linked to a Fitbit yeah. and it would go oh, you've uh, carbohydrates uh, you need to oh, you've been eating a bit too much butter yeah uh, it was made of this give you a swallow and, uh, that would be that would be disconcerting if there was a toilet that no, you know what? If there was a toilet that the more nutritious your food was, the more healthy your meals were, if you did a shit, it went... Oh! Ah! Oh! Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> that would gamify the shitting experience. And... Yeah, people like it. It's a marketing opportunity. It's a good idea. <laughs> it is a good idea. It is. When people take photos of what they've eaten in a restaurant, yeah, shouldn't they also <laughs> photograph the shit? Yeah, well, some people do. There is, there are websites where. No, but it should be a law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's what it looked like. Here's the reality yeah. of that. You occasionally do one that you want to smashed avocado on yeah. toast. <laughs> Is the fucking end result. Yeah. Sorry. No, no need to apologise. What fact, you, congratulations. you about something completely I know, different. I think we were talking about Black Mirror episodes, but you've got... That's, that's a Black Mirror episode. Okay. That's it there. <laughs> Just talking to... I think as long as... The, you know, the, the thing is, always <laughs> in sci-fi, the things go wrong, <laughs> the technology goes wrong, the, the robots become sentient. As long as that toilet or the sex robot... (laughs) As long as they don't become sentient, as long as that toilet isn't actually sentient, as long as the sex robot isn't sentient, then it doesn't matter, does it? So you want the toilet to just be staring at you. Expectantly. It wouldn't be be my first choice. Think about it. That's what a toilet's doing now. (laughs) If you imagine a toilet is just a mute robot... Yeah that can't speak and can't give any kind of review of what you're... That's what you're shitting into now, yeah. is the open end of a... the throat of a robot. Yeah. Because they all look like appliances, don't they? Yeah. Why am I talking about toilets so much? I don't know. Okay. Um, no, it's, it's, uh, it's you, I don't remember what you'd ask, but, but <laughs> if, if everything goes a bit Black Mirror, it's good free publicity... Yeah. 
that people keep saying, oh, the world's all a bit Black Mirror and the news is all a bit Black Mirror. So it's good on that level, but it's also bad on a raw animal panic level <laughs> when I watch the news and think... Although, weirdly, I have become more optimistic of really? late. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's the alternative? <laughs> no, I, so, it's because I think, well, okay, if the cunts keep rolling a six, that can't continue. <laughs> They only have to roll six for a couple more years and then the world's fucked anyway. We need someone to come in to solve the the climate crisis. But we will die. Yeah, no, it's fine for us. No, 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 we should die. Yeah. And and then other people will take it over and it will sort of be better. No. No, I'm saying it will be better when we die. Yeah. Not for them, though, because they'll have to clear up No, 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 I'm saying we should die soon. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I reckon we should all die in the next five years. Okay. And our kids or the kid, the kids... No, 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 no. I'm talking about people of 43 and above. Sort of Logan's, <laughs> Logan's run slightly older than Logan's we run. Killed, if we all yeah. killed ourselves, it yeah. would probably, probably sort it out, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read the room. <laughs> There are many I people mean, under 43 in here. They hold that on. Would, it, surely that would improve things, wouldn't it? It seems a bit uh, much. And if I, well, you're if, only if saying that because you're in that if fucking I had, demographic. No, <laughs> if I hadn't had kids, it wouldn't matter, would it? Because I would have, wouldn't be invested in the world. But now I've got to worry about my, my kids having to survive. Film some videos where you give them advice. Okay. <laughs> Good. Well, look. Oh, oh, there was lots of things I want to talk I'm to sorry. you about. I'm no, it's okay. I, I, we, we, how, why did we end up talking about toilets? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Um, well, how was it going to the Emmys? Did you enjoy going to the Emmys and winning all your Emmys? What's it like being in amongst all those big celebrities? I'm kind of fascinated by that element of. Did you? Did you went right? You went. And I went. It. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I went, and it's it's, it's a bit weird because like it was I now been several times so I could like so other people in our team who was going I could it was quite I could tell them what was going to happen like I was an old (laughs) at the Emmys so um the first thing was that the Americans take all of that sort of thing way more it's way more sort of fundamentally viscerally important over all, all those award ceremonies seem to be than they are over here. I mean, I mean, and I guess they're important over here, but not in the way that maybe that's because it's a whole city that that's what it sort of yeah. thrives on. In a way, I didn't quite appreciate the first time I went. <laughs> um, I do remember the first time I went, it was a big surprise that we won, and I genuinely sort of hadn't thought of anything to say. Because there was a website that tells you the odds. Yeah. Because, like, again, that's how seriously they take... There's, there's websites where people calculate the odds that you'll win. And it was like, hey, I'm going to win for this. Um, so I sort of thought it would be an act of hubris to think of anything to say. You'd feel like a bit of a prick. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they said my name. And I, had to, I went, huh! And I felt a weird sensation that was both, like, sort of delight, because you've flown all this way and they've just <laughs> said you've won... And also, like, fear of having to get up. And I sort of walked up and stood on the stage and looked out. 
And I remember I sort of stared out and locked eyes with Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> <laughs> and thought, that's too weird. So I sort of looked, and there was like Nicole Kidman. <laughs> and I thought, that's a bit... Like, and uh, so I looked, then I looked up and there was a big sort of, like, a screen at the back that was going 32, 31, oh, right. 30, 29. And so I sort of blurted a load of stuff out. And, and then afterwards, so they give you these awards... This is the most first world problem I've ever had in my life. They gave, they, we won two awards. The first time I went there, we won two Emmys, and you're literally holding them, and they're quite heavy, which is a pain in the ass. Um, and, uh, and you walk out of the ceremony, and you go to this governor's ball, which is way more glamorous than anything I've ever been to. In, there's literally, there's like, in the middle, there's a sort of raised sort of platform with people playing the saxophone and dancing, like, really well, and everyone's fucking good-looking, like, on this... Th- like, and it's, it's a massive thing. It's full of celebrities. And I walked in, and you're holding these Emmys, and you're walking along the street for one little bit, and there's people screaming, like, I love your show! What is it? Like that. Like, literally, like, Congratulations! It's a bit like you're walking out of there with that severed head. Of a, like you're a barbarian walking along the street, the severed head of... And, um, and then I'm holding an Emmy in each hand and we go into the governor's ball and the, I was like... And I hadn't had a drink or anything in four hours because you're sitting in this ceremony. I was like, I'm dying for a drink. And there were these people there with trays of champagne glasses... And I walk in with an Emmy in each hand and they're holding this and they're like champagne and I couldn't pick it up at all. <laughs> Just my fucking luck. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> this is the sort of thing that always happens to me. Um, but so, no, it was nice. It's, yeah. it's ni- nice. And... Um, and it's, it's just sort of... It is a bit weird. It is a bit like a weird... Uh, not a nice version of a car crash where you're not expecting this nice thing that happens and everyone's nice to you and then... But then we'd sort of... Because when we're making the show, we mainly... We were based in... Like the last season, we were based in Ealing Studios. Right. And we... Because we're doing... Working on it most of the time, myself and Annabelle, who's the co-showrunner don't really go out very often. So it is a bit, it's a bit like you're this sort of shut-in who sits in all the time. And then you go out there and suddenly it's like everyone's really nice and sort of quite obsequious in a sort of way that is guiltily quite nice. And then you fly home and it's like, oh, I've got to sit in my room typing again. (laughs) And you go straight back to the, the, the thing of thinking, this is shit, what I'm writing now is shit. This is fucking shit. Yeah. So... Well, my life's very like that. It's just only the last bit. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like, the Emmy bit is good. Yeah, yeah. It is good, but it is sort of also... It's sort of meaningless, isn't it? All of yeah. that stuff is quite meaningless. Like, it's... Although, having said that, it is, like, if you go to an award ceremony, it's not... If you win something, it's not... It's sort of, you go, oh, I didn't waste the evening. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you can sort of put it on a shelf and go... Mm. <laughs> it's a thing I did. Yeah. I've got some. <laughs> <laughs> so look, we're going to have to wrap up. But sorry, um... that was like I've managed to make it. Look, listen to me whining. <laughs> it's good. It's good. 
about. Um, are you going to do any more of your end of year wipes again? Because we want those back. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. Oh. Uh, we're not doing one this year. Uh, boo. But. Whoa. <laughs> we're doing two this year. <laughs> we are doing something this year. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Okay. They we... say you are allowed to say. <laughs> this isn't going out until next year anyway. We may be doing a little thing with Diane Morgan, Philomena Cunt, for the end of the good, year. Good, good, I think I'm al- allowed to hint at that. Okay, it was good. Well, it was a bit more than a hint. <laughs> I was in a writer's room this uh, afternoon yes. for a thing we're doing with Diane. That's terrific news. Uh, next week, your wife is going to be my guest. Mm-hmm. Is there anything I should ask her about or anything... Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to do some early research. Anything I shouldn't ask her about. Oh, God, there's probably many things. Um, <laughs> ooh, what should you ask her next week? Is, and is this something that you then, like, pull out of an envelope? Go, <laughs> Go. Is it like Mr and Mrs? This is a fucking format. Well, that's a contemporary reference. It is. It's back. That's a Zamo. <laughs> You've got, that's a phrase we use in the writer's room. It's a Zamo when, like, anyone under the age of 41 doesn't know what the fuck you're on about. Um, uh, what should you or shouldn't you ask her about? Is this relating to me or just no, generally just anything, life just any, in just general? Just any, any good line of inquiry that will get things going. Don't ever ask her what my terrible relationship with best before dates on food is. Because <laughs> okay. it's a constant source of I would say quite bitter arguments okay. in our house. That she's right about and I'm wrong about. Well, which way? Did she? I she... take against things. I'm like par- as I said, I've yeah, got a vomity sick, phobia. Yeah, so and so I will take against things like that I just think are vaguely like a month within their sell-by <laughs> right. dates. I'm like, yeah, cast it out. <laughs> Whereas she, uh, from de- she, and she will regularly lay a, a guilt trip on me. She'll sort of say, when I was doing Blue Peter, I went to like Mozambique and there were people who <laughs> were sucking the ink out of a biro for sustenance. <laughs> so you are going to eat this hummus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She is very, she can't, Bear cannot bear any kind of waste, yeah. anything like that. And I, whereas I'm like, I'll throw anything in. The bin. <laughs> I'm like, all my any kind of ethics about that go out the window as soon as a bit of hummus looks a bit sweaty. <laughs> I'm not having that, and I'm not having it near my kids. <laughs> I get all sort of like that about it, a bit yeah. all like angry gammony man yeah. about a pot of hummus near my kids, <laughs> like it's a fucking. Pedophile. <laughs> it's gonna fucking. It's gonna harm them from yeah. within. It's not going near my kids. I'll hang. I'll swear. I'll swear. I'll do time if the hummus goes near my fucking kids. I'll break its arm. I'm on your wife's side. My wife's on your side. So there we go. So what? You'll eat anything. I'll eat. I'll, I'll eat way past the uh, the sell by date. 
I've only I have been, said, I've only think about it twice. Once we had an argument, and I said to her, and this was, I said, it's like you'd eat out of a bin. <laughs> <laughs> and she regularly brings that up as a thing, which was indefensible. I said, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'm very much looking forward to... I haven't seen her for a while. She was, a, she was the... Uh, she was at Bing as well. She, was, oh, was she? Hmm? She was at Bing, yeah, and we yeah. were oh, pointing Bing, you yeah. out. From yeah. the, we were there, there with our kids, we were pointing you out. Oh, well, you should have come and said hello. I know, but we were in the middle of Bing, the fuck it. What were we meant to do? And then we hovered around a bit yeah. afterwards. There was a I was th- hovering around. There was lots of places to hover. Who was yeah. I hanging around? There was someone else there. I can't remember. There was, I was hanging out with someone. I was hanging out with um, one of the guys from JLS, I think. <laughs> These are the. This is the. <laughs> the light. This is the air we breathe. Fuck <laughs> you. Where was it? It was like. Where was it? Milton Keynes. It was Milton Keynes. <laughs> Bing Live, Milton Keynes, yeah. JLS. You dream of that. <laughs> You're not going to get it. <laughs> Well, look, you can come back in uh, before seven and a half years are up. We've been, uh, it'd been well, lovely. The, like the fucking planet's fucked. Before well, yeah, we'll be fine. Years. We're recording you. Oh, well, we'll sorry, be I'm keeping it light. Aren't I? Yeah, <laughs> it's, okay. it's fine. Uh, it's been fantastic to have you back on, Charlie, and uh, I look forward to seeing you at Bing at some point. You're going to the. Uh, there's a film of Bing coming out. Have you been invited to the uh, premiere of that? Is there? Yeah. <laughs> Not get invited. I've been invited. I can't go. Send me, I'm sending my mum. <laughs> I met the bloke who draws like like yeah. drew the thing, like and he drew a little Bing. For, yeah, I've got that. Have you got that? No, they sent me some free Bing toys. So I didn't get any. Free yeah, see. Toys. <laughs> they love. Is me. the bloke from JLS going to this film? <laughs> Why don't I get to go and see? Bing the movie. Yeah. And they're showing it on... The, I think it's in London, properly in London, everything. When, when's that? Um, I, can't, I can't go because I'm doing a gig. So it must be, uh, I think it's... Can I have your... Yeah, I've said my mother... I said, can my, mother, my wife go with my mother-in-law and her, her, said, her no, parents? No, they said two adults. So, so you could no. go with my wife, but then you'd, you, know, you bond over the whole sell-by dates thing. As I'm playing, I've got a in with Connie for next week. We could, it could be. Uh... I've literally seen Connie eat fish that was sort of green. <laughs> Generally, she would eat. She would eat fish that was green. Okay. Um, just because she's seen people suffering. <laughs> um, I'll, uh... sorry, I'm, gu- I'm quite gutted about being the movie. Okay. <laughs> It's Mark Rylance, is he being? Yeah, well, hopefully he's going to be fucking... Fully with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. That would be a good episode of Bing. <laughs> Bing discovers what Flop was up to. <laughs> oh, we'd love to sit here all night and just wait till everyone drifted out one by one to get there. That can't <laughs> happen. <laughs> But I've got to drive back to Hertfordshire, where I live. So Milton Keynes is is very handy for me. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Charlie Brooker, legend. (laughs) 
You have been listening to Rahalastaba with me, Rich Terring, and my guest, Charlie Brooker. Thank you to Pest, who provide the music for this show. Thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre, to Chris Evans, not that one, or that one, or that one. Thank you also to Kathleen McKeegan. I'm sure her website helped me a lot during this podcast, Rahalastaba, rahalastaba.com. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. I'm indebted to my executive producer, Oliver Davis. We called him Dolliver Avis in onset. We just we basically just sort of changed the first syllables of their names around. That's that. That's our new trick. This is a fuss. Go faster, Stripe and Sky Potato production. Go and see me live at Rahalastapa. Go to richtang.com slash gigs and you can find out if I'm coming to a place near you. Buy tickets. It's good. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.